0: for the man responsible for one of the deadliest mass shootings in US history how much time the El Paso Walmart shooter could face
1: and we're tracking scattered showers and thunderstorms in the area this evening and some milder temperatures to come in first warning weather and discussions over property tax relief continues where the battle stands
2: between the governor and the Senate well justice will soon be served for the man who killed 23 people at an El Paso Walmart. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Martin,
0: And I'm Jennifer Sanders. A sentencing hearing in federal court started today for 24 year old Patrick Crucius, the gunman who opened fire inside the store in 2019. Now authorities say they believe he targeted people of Mexican descent, specifically in El Paso. It's possible the shooter could receive 90 consecutive life sentences. He has already pleaded guilty to 90 charges, including federal hate crime and weapons charges. The hearing is expected to last several days and that's because for the first time, relatives of the victims and survivors will have the opportunity to speak and face him in court.
2: It's sad because you—he he lives no matter what justice is, is. I don't think there's a way you can put it into justice in essence because he lives on, and you lose a life.
0: And the defendant still faces capital murder charges in state court and could still receive the death penalty. It's unclear, though, when the state case against Crucius will proceed.
2: And going in-depth, the young white supremacist responsible for killing 10 black people at a Buffalo, New York supermarket last year was sentenced to life in prison without parole in February. The sentence for 20-year-old Peyton Gendron was based on his state charges, including 10 counts of first-degree murder and one count of domestic terrorism. But he still faces 27 federal charges, including hate crime charges. The shooter faces the death penalty if convicted on those federal charges. His defense team says he plans to plead guilty, though, in order to avoid execution. And all this comes after a deadly holiday in America with a string of mass shootings. In Philadelphia, a gunman went on a rampage using an assault rifle to kill five people. While in the nation's capital, nine people were shot overnight, including two children.
0: And while there is no official consensus on what defines a mass shooting, the Gun Violence Archive defines a mass shooting as one in which at least four people were killed or injured. NBC's Alice Barr reports on the toll it's taking not only on the communities, but the nation as a whole.
3: Overnight shootings in Boston and Washington, D.C. We
0: have too many guns and too many violent people on the street.
3: Adding to a devastating toll throughout the extended holiday weekend with the Gun Violence Archive reporting at least 17 mass shootings from Fort Worth, Texas to Shreveport, Louisiana and Baltimore to Philadelphia. It's hard to wake up
0: from this. I don't understand how someone can just do that to my brother.
3: Where investigators say the heavily armed gunman appears to have fired randomly along several city blocks, killing five people and injuring two children. President Biden addressed the violence yesterday, renewing his calls for an assault weapons ban.
1: Congress needs to step up past common sense gun safety laws.
3: It's an all too familiar pattern to Dr. Emily Lieberman, who survived the mass shooting at last year's July 4th parade in Highland
4: Park, Illinois. The noise was so loud that it felt like the gunman could be anywhere. It is something that's in our hearts, souls, fears, mind every single day.
3: In her office as a pediatrician and in her home as a mother of two, she battles the long-lasting effects of gun
4: violence. The body count, the number of injuries, that doesn't do justice to the trauma that is caused, the ripple effect of all the loved ones.
3: Dr. Lieberman now advocates for gun safety reform through the organization March 4th, pressing for changes to the law and urging Americans not to look away from the trauma and tragedy. IN WASHINGTON, ALICE BARR, NBC NEWS.
2: MOTHER NATURE PUT HER OWN VERSION OF FIREWORKS ON OVER THE 4TH OF JULY HOLIDAY WITH LIGHTNING AND THUNDERSTORMS, ESPECIALLY IN THE NORTHEAST. TWO PEOPLE ON NEW YORK'S CONEY ISLAND CHECKED INTO THE HOSPITAL AFTER A LIGHTNING STRIKE. MEANWHILE OUT WEST, THE HEAT PUT A DAMPER ON HOLIDAY FESTIVITIES. High temperatures fueled wildfires in Arizona and parts of Washington State. Some cities switched to drone shows rather than fireworks due to those wildfire risks.
0: Alright, let's uh, come home back here in Austin. Ooh. David is so <laughs> excited about this picture. It's beautiful. Oh, I know it is fascinating. So the fireworks were plentiful and of course the weather was pretty great for a summer holiday night. <laughs> Take a look at this beautiful photo. This is from Chelsea Miraviglia and she sent it to us via reported at KXAN.com. It's from last night's fire work show at Auditorium Shores. Mm, beautiful. beautiful. I
1: know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and the weather held up, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Yesterday was under 100. Today, just barely, our fourth consecutive day of high temperatures under 100 degrees. It was 99. It was still quite warm out there. Average highs are 95 here in early July. And it is a hot one out west. 100 right now in Lano. 96 in Austin. 94 in San Marcos. A little rain-cooled air in Fayette County. Only in the mid-80s, but feeling hotter with the humidity. We've got some rain and thunderstorm scattered around the area, a few isolated showers in the hill country, not much in Austin, but some more concentrated rain on the sea breeze southeast of town. Zooming in now to Fayette County, notice a couple welcome rain showers soaking parts of Highway 77, not seeing any lightning with these right now in Fayette County quiet in Austin, and just a few isolated showers from Blanco County up toward Burnet and Buchanan Dam. Coming up in your forecast, I'll show you another dose of rain for some of us tomorrow, even cooler weather than today, thank goodness, but also when a new stretch of triple digit heat begins.
0: All right, David, thank you. Lawmakers are back at the Texas Capitol after a holiday break, prolonging the second month of special sessions in search of a plan to cut property taxes.
2: Our Ryan Chandler joins us from the Capitol with the latest on the path towards your tax cuts.
5: Well, Jen, Daniel, we are crawling through this second overtime legislative session. And now, five days into July, we still don't have any clearer idea of where we are towards a property tax relief plan. Even lawmakers say that they're unclear when we could get a deal to lower your property taxes and what that could even look like. Remember, we are here long after lawmakers were set to go home after finishing the regular session in May because the governor and the lieutenant governor are at odds. They're divided on how to give you a discount on your tax bill. AT STAKE IS $18 BILLION THAT THE STATE HAS SET ASIDE TO LOWER PROPERTY TAXES, BUT THEY CAN'T DECIDE EXACTLY HOW TO DO IT. THE MAJOR STICKING POINT HERE IS WHETHER TO USE SOME OF THAT MONEY TO RAISE THE HOMESTEAD EXEMPTION TO $100,000. SPEAKER DADE Phelan TOLD REPORTERS TODAY THAT HE DID MEET WITH LIEUTENANT GOVERNOR PATRICK THIS AFTERNOON, BUT THERE'S NO TELLING YET WHETHER THEIR CONVERSATION GETS US ANY CLOSER TO A BILL. But through all of that discord, today we did see a moment of solemn unity. The Capitol community lost a friend to many in these halls. Tamoria Jones was the Chief of Staff to Houston Representative Harold Dutton, but more than that, she was a valued mentor and a friend to so many people in the Capitol community. Today, lawmakers honored her standing behind a memorial resolution dedicated to her and authorizing her burial in the texas state cemetery
2: moria has always been a person who spoke her mind and you always knew where you stood with her in a building where you don't always know where you stand with people and she is a bright shining light and i am thankful that we're all honoring her memory and i would just
5: Lawmakers are now out of the office until Friday. Tomorrow, we will get a look into another proposal for property tax relief, this one from some House Democrats, which among many things proposes raising the Homestead exemption to as much as $200,000. We'll bring you the latest on that. At the Texas Capitol,
2: I'm Ryan Chandler. All right, Ryan, thank you very much. California City is adding drones to its policing efforts, which Central Texas agencies already use the technology
0: and how. And where Austin ranks compared to other cities for cost of living coming up. tomorrow after nearly five years of waiting, we'll learn the name of the person investigators believe set fire to a San Marcus apartment complex. Now that fire killed five people at the iconic village apartment fire. And we know that we accidentally showed the incorrect file video when breaking the story today at 4 PM. So this is a video from that day and that was back in 2018. We do apologize for that error. Now we are working to learn more about how investigators made that arrest and we'll bring you that coming up on KXAN news at nine and 10.
2: well a new way of policing is zipping over california high-tech drone patrols are helping catch crooks and stop crimes in santa monica the drone can survey a city block for a suspicious person from a command center a mile away or even zoom in to read license plates last year the drone was the only witness to a brutal assault and its footage helped convict one of the attackers The drones can also help police on dangerous operations. SWAT teams sometimes break windows and fly the drones inside buildings to make sure it's safe before they enter. And here in Central Texas, the Hayes County Sheriff's Office uses drones to also help in SWAT calls and find missing people. And Austin Police uses them to help map deadly crash scenes.
0: It's not much of a surprise to some, but a new study by Texas real estate source shows the cost of living in Austin as the highest in the state. Now researchers evaluated factors in Texas cities, including property taxes, utilities and prices of some goods and services and compared them with the average income per capita to determine the cost of living in the state. Then they awarded each city a score based on the analysis. So this graph created by our very own digital reporter Sam Stark on KXA, com shows where each city ranks and you can see austin has a score of 23.1 that's out of 100 the lowest in the state san antonio dallas and houston aren't too far behind all with scores in the 30s and midland has the best cost of living score with nearly a score of 74 out of 100
2: we'll meet the new police chief at ut austin they making university history in more than one way
1: Dry weather so far today again at Camp Maybury This is almost two full weeks now since our last measurable rain. The rainfall deficit about four and a half inches for the year and growing. Your first warning forecast though with another chance of rain coming up.
0: UT Austin officially has a new police chief on campus. Her name is Eve Stevens, and according to the university, she's the first female chief and is also the first Asian American to serve in that role.
2: Our Jayla Washington introduces us to her and shows us what one safety group wants to see happen to make a campus better for students.
4: These are areas that are hot spots. Since 2016, Safehorns, a nonprofit, has been working with law enforcement on and off campus to make the area around UT safer for students. In fact, Joel McNew, the group's president, says they have already met with UT's new police chief. I'm really hoping
0: that Chief Stevens can really bridge that gap and build a strong foundation for the core campus, but also the campus community, whether that's where the majority
4: live in West Campus, students having issues in the Riverside area. A stabbing just reported on West Campus a few weeks ago. Now you can still see the blood. And university crime data shows more burglaries and auto thefts have been happening over the past few years as well. I, Eve Stevens. Officially sworn in as the first female and Asian American chief, UT has already promised a different kind of leadership under Stevens.
0: Eve is the right person at the right time for the right reasons.
4: Stephen spent 24 years with the Austin Police Department, now vowing to lead her department to serve with compassion and data-driven solutions to protect students. I wanna go around and make sure that I make a connection with all of the officers and speak to them. I wanna make sure I make a connection with the faculty, staff, students. This will be a key factor, McNew says, in improving safety on campus, building on some of the initiatives already in place. Having her really get involved with us. Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
2: And there are several other groups who work with UTPD to improve safety, including a police oversight advisory committee. We've reached out to those groups to ask what they would like to see done to improve safety under Chief Stevens. We are waiting to hear back.
0: And UT Austin isn't the only Texas college with a female chief of police. Going in depth right now at UT Arlington, Kim Lamo has served as chief of police since 2013 after having served in law enforcement since 1982. And then at UTSA, Stephanie Shibhorn, started as the university police chief in February of 2022 with 26 years of experience in law enforcement and former Laredo police chief Cordelia Perez, who has been Texas A&M International University's chief since last year. And just last month after serving on UNT's police force since 2002, Ramona Washington was selected as the university's police chief there.
1: First warning weather with chief meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, here are the three big things that you need to know for your Wednesday evening. We've got scattered rain out there right now. Another round expected tomorrow and tomorrow, fingers crossed, we're actually forecasting the mildest day in two full weeks. Here we are there under a mix of clouds and sun 96 degrees on a hot day in Austin. We're looking toward the east where the Gulf Coast sea breeze has again brought a nice batch of scattered showers and some thunderstorms at times today. There's not a ton on the radar right now, but let me take you to. the eastern counties where well east of Austin we're still seeing some welcome beneficial rain and cooling temperatures down in Fayette County for you folks in LaGrange west of the Austin area we've got a couple isolated showers near the Highland Lakes down toward Johnson City and Stonewall a few more little downpours have been welcome but kind of hard to find here in the northwestern hill country this is all happening as the big heat Ridge which is not our friend overhead in July is not overhead it's off to our west over the four corners this is actually opening the door to not only some moisture from the north, but arriving tomorrow, a big slug of tropical moisture, not expected to develop into a hurricane or tropical storm, but this could cloud up our skies a little bit more tomorrow and also provide a higher chance of some late day thunderstorms than what we saw today. Here's your brand new high-resolution forecast showing a few isolated downpours for the next couple of hours. By sundown tonight, though, after 8 p.m., the chance of rain quickly vanishes and some low clouds fill in overnight into tomorrow morning. Let me show you what tomorrow looks like after a dry start to the day with a mix of clouds and sun. Here it comes. The Gulf Coast sea breeze bringing bringing a broken line of showers and storms, hopefully to your neighborhood. The radar probably most active between about 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. tomorrow evening. Some of these could bring some heavy downpours but again at sundown tomorrow they disappear and that is the last rain chance that we've got over the next seven plus days. Today plus tomorrow we could see a couple heavy downpours maybe even over an inch that'll be most likely east of I-35. Unfortunately there will be folks especially from Austin westward who do not see measurable rain today nor tomorrow. You also may notice a little bit of haze in the sky at times, not only this evening, but tomorrow, Friday, even into the coming weekend, as we covered here on KXAN a couple of days ago. This is some of the first Saharan dust that we're seeing in Texas during this hurricane season. Look at this computer model. Big waves of dust clouding the whole tropical Atlantic. This is one of the reasons that we don't have anything going on in Atlantic hurricane season right now. As far as an air quality impact, which sometimes the dust can bring us, we're not expecting one. Our friends at the Texas Commission on Environmental quality who predict our air quality, not even putting us into moderate. They're keeping us at good air quality, which is wonderful for the next several days. Okay, tonight, light southeast winds, mostly cloudy and dry after dark, 78 degrees, your forecast low. Tomorrow, it's hot, but it could be our mildest day in two full weeks in Austin, 40% chance of storms under mostly cloudy skies. There we go, the rain chances finish after tomorrow as temperatures rise back to the triple digits and much higher than 100 degrees next week, only a minimal chance of rain next Wednesday as highs reach 104 record warm mornings possible Monday and Tuesday at 80 degrees and hotter the normal weather likely next week as well.
0: There are hints from Moscow that Russia may be open to a possible prisoner swap to free Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, and right now he has been held for more than three months accused of being a spy for the U.S., charges that he, officials in Washington, and his employer denied. The State Department has repeatedly called for his release, and the State Department said they wouldn't comment on any details of any possible negotiations. This all comes as President Putin spoke on the world stage for the first time since the armed mutiny attempt 11 days ago he attended a virtual summit with the leaders of china and india where he tried to project an image of strength and unity in russia
2: scotland honored king charles today at a ceremony marking the 74 year old's ascension to the throne charles and queen camilla received the crown jewels of scotland known as the scottish honors the service and surrounding events are part of the new king's campaign to strengthen the monarchy's ties with the four nations that make up the United Kingdom, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales. Scotland has a long-standing independence streak, though, and polls suggest the monarchy is less popular among the Scots than the rest of the UK.
0: Tonight on KXAN, LA Fire and Rescue is at 7, then Chicago Fire at 8, Chicago P.D. at 9, right before KXAN News at 10 o'clock.
2: Or right, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at nine o'clock over on the CW Austin. Here is where to find us.
5: Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.